Welcome to Drop Bar Texas, a cycling podcast about riding and racing in Texas. Do you find yourself categorizing people around you as, you know, roadies, mountain bikers, trackies, gravelers? You know, I've been guilty. I admit, I am very much a roadie. During the week, though, I do flat pedal it as a commuter, but, you know, that's still on the road. Well, I have been curious lately. Gravel curious, it is. So I went looking for someone to talk to, but I really did not know where to start. Luckily, Texpro began listing gravel events on their calendar this year. And that led me to Brett Kinsey with Capital City Racing in Austin. Brett and Capital City Racing have a gravel race coming up in Leedsville, Texas on February 29th called Come and Grind. We talked riding, road versus gravel, and some about our kids. Um, I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Here you go. So thanks for, for doing this, Brett. Um, I'm excited about this. It's uh, I've been doing this podcast now for coming up on a year, and I was like, you know, I wanted to get learn more about gravel, so it's been neat well, to see that uh, Texpro is putting stuff out there now on the uh, on the calendar for you guys. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you, and I uh, appreciate you reaching out. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting year, 2020. Good, good. So I guess um, just to start, I guess uh, can you tell me about I guess your background in in writing uh, in Texas and or, or how you got started writing I guess in general. Yeah, um, it's kind of an odd story. Uh, back in the late '70s, I was in junior high and my stepdad actually owned a, a rental house in Austin, and the man that was renting it was uh, his last name was Heisack. H-U-J-S-A-K. He was okay. a, a custom frame builder trained in Europe. And uh, he wanted to buy that rental house. And as part of the deal, when they agreed, uh, my stepdad agreed to sell it, I got uh, a proper road racing bike out of the deal in the transaction. Um, I mean, like Campy and, uh, you know, uh, that was so up. Everybody knows him as tubular tires now but um yeah it was it was uh it was this cool bike that i didn't know much about started riding and then figured well i have basically a european road racing bike maybe i should do something with this so started riding a lot uh that was way before usac or anything um so everything was what i guess you might consider like pirate races and i did a few pirate races uh before going off to college. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> sometime after college, I actually um, got busy with school and discovered girls and all kinds <laughs> of things. Stepped away from cycling. Many of us. <laughs> yeah. And stepped away from cycling for a really long time, probably about 2005 or 2006, uh, and came back to cycling. And naturally, kind of picked up some of that racing uh, from previous years. Okay, cool. So, um, so I, so it sounds like that. I guess um, that early racing was um, was road or or track or something along those lines. Yeah, just road. Uh, if there was any kind of track in Texas, uh, me as a young person, I didn't know anything about that. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't discover much of this until I was at, out of college. So I was always thinking of, oh, what, what could have been if I would have started earlier? <laughs> but um, I, but I always liked riding my bike. But, you know, the racing scene, you know, I, didn't, I didn't discover that till years, a few years after college. And um, But, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been great to be part of. Um, so I guess... Um, in, in expanding into gravel racing, because that's been, you know, growing. But I mean, I think back as a kid. I mean, I that early riding was, you know, I was on a like a BMX type bike, and you know, right. if, if there, it didn't matter if there was pavement or not. You know, was, you know, if there was a path, I guess you know I was on it, and um, you know. But now gravel's becoming big uh, or, or growing. So, I mean, can you tell me more about, like, what, what exactly is gravel racing? What differentiates that from, like, mountain biking and, you know, road racing and, and all of that? Yeah, it's probably a little bit hard to define necessarily what gravel racing or gravel riding. I, I think I kind of prefer, actually, the riding aspect. Um, you, you can do gravel on just about any bike, really, Um I like to tell people, come on out with anything that's got a tire that's like one and a half inch or wider. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that would include hybrid bikes, mountain bikes, uh, what we commonly think of as cyclocross or gravel bikes. Uh, It's a more common term now. Um, But yeah, just getting out there on a bike that you're going to be comfortable with and you don't have to go and spend thousands of dollars on, on a particular machine. Um, I think probably what separates gravel racing slash riding from, uh, maybe kind of what we've thought of in the past is, is racing or, or road riding in general is, uh, just that attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do come at it originally from a road racing side of things. And so that's, you know, riding in a pack and tactics and things like that. And when you have a road, for instance, it's several bikes wide. Gravel doesn't necessarily lend itself to packs so much because, you know, typically there's two smoother lines where the automobile tires have kind of smoothed things out a little bit. Um, so it's, uh, it, it, it's different in that way. It's definitely you can ride in a group, but it's not packed in tight packs yeah. like road uh, mountain bike. Well, I mean, that's typically single track, right? It's what we yeah. have all experienced in mountain biking um, and rockier, maybe some drops, and ledges, things like that. And gravel, because it's set up for automotive, primarily that's you know who's using these roads. It's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not rocky and, um, you know, super twisty. It's got to be big enough for a vehicle to get through maybe a tractor or something like that. Mm. Uh, so a lot smoother. Okay. Okay. I don't know uh, if I answered the question very well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's great. I mean, I, I mean, um, I mean, it, I guess, you know, when I've thought of gravel, you know, I guess, um, yeah, I think of the gravel roads and what have you, but then I, you know, I confuse it somewhat with, with some of the mountain biking that's out there. And, um, but, you know, it was, as I was 
thinking about our, our interview coming up, it was, um, you know, it was like looking at the roads that I drive on, you know, especially like in the countryside and what have you. It's like, yeah, those roads are wider. And I started thinking, I said, well, it's gravel racing. You know, I mean, you, you've got the, the wider road. You know, do some of the same rules still apply? I mean, is there still a center line rule? Is, you know, they're probably less trafficked, you know, because I, you know, I think mo- most people on cars don't want to go on a gravel road unless they have to, you know, and, um, so, I mean, it opens up a whole other opportunity too of exploring areas. Um, so, I don't know, there, there's, I can, I can see the appeal, you know, and, and even thinking back as a kid, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I mean, if there was a path or a road, you know, I, I was on it. I wasn't worried about how skinny my tires were, if I was going to scratch my bike or, or any of that yeah. stuff, you know, and, um, and, and, uh, you know, it, it seems almost like it's, you know, kind of returning to some of those roots, you know, um, and even like on the pro side, I mean, you think of races like, Strati, uh, what is it, the Strati Bianchi? It's, I mean, that's, uh, um, you know, th- those roads are, are, are a real fine gravel, you know, and so, so maybe the, the pros have been doing some of it, you know, but it's getting a little gnarlier now and, and what have you, so, um, so yeah. I mean, do, do you think yeah. it, it, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that's a good point. Um, I, I think depending on the region, the area you're, you are in, uh, could define what the gravel road is made out of. Um, and actually, when I'm looking f- to make a new route, a new course for an event, uh, I'm actually searching out different kinds of gravel, if that makes sense. Um, okay. I, I try and find routes that in- excite me, uh, just assuming that I'm kind of your average Joe uh, gravel rider. And it engages my brain a lot more if I find different kinds. So, I like the smooth, fast gravel, kind of what you were describing from Strata Bianchi. Um, and then I really like heavy gravel, or if I find a little sandy road, a section, that's really neat because it, um, it, 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 if it's all one kind, then it almost is like pavement where it's just a, a smoother surface or it's always rocky or, or not rocky, but, you know, bumpier. Um, but it does kind of depend. I, I'm getting ready to go up and do the, um, what was the Land Run 100, uh, but it's now called Mid-South. I believe they changed the name. And I don't know what to expect, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's maybe like red clay roads a lot, but uh, it could be smooth and fast. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so you're, and, and you're with Capital City Racing, correct? And I, I didn't touch on this earlier, but but you're with Capital City Racing, and that's who's putting on Come and Grind It. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And you guys are based out of out of Austin. Then? Austin, yes. Yep. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, um, so tell me about this upcoming race, Come and Grind It. It's in Leesville, I know. And yeah, um, Leesville. I have no idea how we stumbled across this particular area, but we're really lucky we did. Um, it's a little town. Um, there's probably like five buildings for it. And um, it's about an hour, 15 minutes south of Austin, two hours west of Houston, or mm-hmm. an hour east of San Antonio. It's, uh, I mean, this this area of Texas is so friendly. When we... But on the event, people actually come out to the front of their property 
uh, and they'll like cheer a little bit and watch people go by, mm. which is kind of a, a strange thing to think about, you know, with a bunch of yahoos that decided to not go on pavement and they preferred to jump onto the dirt roads, the gravel roads that the local community probably thinks is like, why would anybody be out there? Um, but uh, it doesn't have a lot of elevation. It's relatively um, low rolling hills, a nice mm-hmm. different selection of gravel. The particular route is only 5% paved. Uh, so you're really getting a lot for your money in that aspect. Okay. Nice. Uh, um, then, so are the, are the rules with gravel racing any different? I mean, what, what can somebody expect in terms of, um, if they were to come out and, and do this race for the first time? Um, I guess in terms of the experience and the rules compared to, to road, I mean, I, um, I'm trying to, trying to wrap my head around what, what the differences would be. Other than, I mean, I know there's the experience part in terms of, Riding on the gravel and the, and the new areas, but I don't know if I'm framing that question well. <laughs> no, no, I think I, I understand. So, um, you know, what we typically think of with road racing is that there are a lot of rules. There's no center line. Uh, you can't cross over to the oncoming lane of traffic. Um, uh, typically, you have to have corners, intersections, and that sort of thing, like uh, marshals are guarded, and you have rolling enclosures and, and lots of things. And gravel, well, of course, gravels, people have been riding on gravel roads since before you and I were born, but um, it's gained popularity here the last number of years, and there's not a lot of rules. I think most of that lends to um, growing outside of USAC, for instance. Right. Um, but as I touched on before, the, these gravel roads, they're typically about one and a half lanes wide to begin with. So think of like one and a half cars. Uh, yeah. Some of my routes have literally one car wide roads that you're going to be on. Um, and so it's going to be a different experience for the rider. Again, you will see groups that are racing. And so at the pointy end, the front end of uh, a gravel event, yes, those guys and gals, they are racing and they're, you know, trying to work some tactics. But because of the nature of the the gravel itself, um, you, there is no center line. There's no follow car. There's no lead motorcycle. Um, all of those things that it just it doesn't really function as well as in gravel racing, you start to break up into smaller groups. So you'll have two or three folks, four or five or six folks, maybe 10 folks. But you know what, what road racers would come to expect is typically like pack finishes and that sort of thing with, you know, 30 or 40 guys or gals all coming to a finish line or running most of the race together that just doesn't happen in gravel. The gravel itself kind of breaks things up into smaller groups. Um, yeah. And so that would be from the racers point of view, what they would see. And then you, you have probably 85% of the participants that don't care about a podium or, and so they're probably riding with some of their friends that they want and they may be riding hard. They may be riding 
you know, easier, they might even stop. That's the funny thing about gravel is that a lot of participants will stop and there's a donkey on the finish, uh, fence line on the road. They might stop and get a photo selfie with the, uh, with the donkey. It, you know, that doesn't happen in road. So yeah. it's a little, little bit different experience, but probably because of the type of people who are signing up. Right. Okay. So, so uh, you, you mentioned growing outside of USAC and, uh, and text bra and those type things. So, um, I was looking at, at the, I guess the different categories. It's basically, it looks like it's kind of age or distance based, you know, what you want to do and, and gender, uh, as opposed to your typical, you know, cat five, four, three, two, one that, that you have in, in road and, and track and cyclocross. So, um, so I guess it, is that kind of, so you don't need a USA cycling license to to race in these events. Is that is that right? That's absolutely right. I'm uh, I really want to keep these things open for everyone. And I mean, let's face it: on any given weekend in Houston or Austin or San Antonio, wherever there's a thousand cyclists riding around on roads or wherever that have never and probably never will take out a license to ride their bicycle. Mm-hmm. But they can certainly appreciate a really fun event, right? Yeah. Um, and that that probably explains the uh, the growth of fondos and those mm-hmm. types of events where you can ride fast, ride slow, um, and there's no discussion about an additional fee of you know this yearly license or uh, an add-on fee for a, a one day, right? So that you have right to ride your bike on an event. And, and this, I know this isn't, uh, well, I mean, from, I guess, looking at y'all's calendar, this isn't y'all's, y'all's first event or, or last event. Um, because how, how long has Capital City been putting on gravel or, or how many events have y'all been doing? Yeah. Well, um, just to kind of step backwards a little bit, we started Capital City Racing back in 2012 and it was actually to put on a cyclocross race with Bicycle Sports Shop here in Austin. Uh, and it wasn't until uh, 2017 that we did our first gravel event, and it actually was in Leesville with the Come and Grind It. Okay. Uh, that was it happened in July, the first weekend in July, and it was oh my gosh, it was hot, um, but nobody died, so uh, <laughs> it was a success. <laughs> yeah, it's always good when everybody finishes up right and with all of their limbs and and everything. You know. We had some people that looked uh, in pretty bad shape and needed some hydration, and we're ready for food at the finish line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems it seems a lot harder. I mean, when you know, from what some of the recap and prep stuff that I've been seeing on some of the different sites, uh, you know, I guess even though the the races seem you know shorter in some regards, or or I guess on par even with road, um, it seems like the nutrition and hydration. Uh, maybe a bigger factor because of the, the the rougher roads and the different terrain, and you know, it, maybe it's just more of a grind, you know, to finish. You know, so uh, would you right. say that's so? Or? Yeah, definitely. And I typically tell folks, especially well beginners, but sometimes racers as well, because they may have been either mountain bike racing or road racing for a while, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I can bang out thirty miles, no problem." And you probably can. Uh, but gravel, just because of the nature of it, the rolling resistance of the gravel itself, um, it's about 15% more effort uh, mm-hmm. for the same mileage. So, you know, 
of a uh, 30 miles of gravel may feel more like, I don't know, on the order of possibly 40 miles on the road, for instance. Okay. Uh, you just get that constant rolling re- resistance on the tires. Mm-hmm. And if it's chunkier gravel, it feels more difficult. Um, smooth, what I call fast gravel. It can almost feel like pavement, but there's usually not very many events or routes that you can find where it's just smooth gravel, like nonstop uh, yeah. for that speed. So in, in terms of like other events, um, I guess out, outside of come and grind it, I mean, is there is there like a kind of a structured calendar that, that you guys have gotten together and, and are doing? Or uh, I don't know if there's like a gravel championship or is it still just like it's grassroots racing uh, right now? Yeah, I would really say probably it's uh, a lot of grassroots right now. Um I'm aware of some of the other race directors and uh, dates that they're doing. This year, Texbra decided to reach out to non-USAC events and, and include them on the calendar. And uh, you know, that's nice because I know that there are road racers who may only look at the calendar for Texbra. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it's a lot of social media. Um, there's a group of directors that we all kind of promote each other's events, the, the ones that we uh, really like. You know, we have the same kind of mentality on our approach mm-hmm. of what the kind of event that we would like to go to ourselves. Okay. Are there any, like, primary or, or, or like, big target events that, that um, occur year in, year out in, here in Texas in, in the gravel scene or... Um, well, we've had our four events. This will be the third year for having a total of four events in the spring. Um, the the big one that most everybody probably at least has heard in passing would be the Castell Grind, uh, that's put on by, uh, three friends of mine. And, uh, that one's, it's always interesting because it sells out really quickly. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. are like, oh, I missed. I miss trying to sign up for that, and that's in Castell, not far away from Llano, Texas. Okay. Uh, and that's always in the spring. Um, yeah, um, I guess like anything, you know, road races come and go, and mountain yeah. bike races come and go. As venues sometimes become difficult, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe a race director, uh, for lack of a better word, retires or something, and so mm-hmm. uh, gravel is possibly that way. I know that there was uh, somebody from the Houston area that probably a lot of folks know that did a, an event called the HTFU and it was mm-hmm. up in Houston. Okay. Um, to begin wrapping up, um, so are there any sponsors uh, or, or I guess who's sponsoring y'all's race? Um, who's sponsoring who, who are the big sponsors for Capital City Racing as well? Yeah, We've been super lucky. Um here in Central Texas, uh, Brad Houston, the bicycling law, has supported us for many years, and, and I'm super happy that he also is supporting the cycling community um, for cyclists who have uh, issues on the road, as you can imagine, with automobiles. Mm-hmm. Um, Newton has been a big supporter of ours for many years, and uh, definitely excited to have them. Then... Uh, Cannondale and Specialized both have been huge support for what we're doing, uh, as well as Bicycle Sports Shop and Mellow Johnny's, both big bike shops here in 
in Central Texas, just an area. And how how do people uh, go ahead and if they want to give this this a shot? And how do they register? How do they find out more about um, about Come and Grind It, Capital City Racing? Yeah, uh, I would encourage folks to check us out. If uh, there's preferred social media platform on Facebook or Instagram, uh, and we're easy to find, Capital City Racing Texas. And we also have a website that shows our events as well as the links, and that's CapitalCityRacingTexas.com. Awesome, awesome. And then uh, I guess last thing, I think, I guess, is there any any key uh, preparation that, that somebody needs to do if they're going to come out there and try it? No, it's uh, we introduced a new family or beginner-friendly distance of 22 miles, uh, as well as the the standard that we've had a, a 33-mile loop that they could do one or two loops of that. Um, mm-hmm. Folks, again, I, I encourage them to bring a bike that has like a one and a half inch wide tire. Uh, you want to make sure that their bike is ready to go, kind of like you wouldn't want to head off out of town with a bike that you were uncertain of. So know how to change an inner tube if you get a flat um bring bring your water bottles a couple of water bottles or a camelback something like that but uh yeah it's a very welcoming community um and again i mean there's racing at the front then i'd say probably 85 percent of our participants are out riding hard but they're not concerned with that podium they're out for you know a really good workout with friends and to meet new people Nice. It's good, good. So, well, yeah, I'd, you know, hopefully, um, I'll be able to make it out to one of these events, um, uh, over, over the year. Um, it's, it's intrigued me. We actually, some guys in the club, uh, and I on our training camp, uh, this last week, we were talking about, uh, throwing around like if anyone was going to get a gravel bike, uh, out of the, out of the couple of roadies that we were with. And, uh, it's like, oh, we're like all on the edge, it seems. It's like, do, do we want to, you know, try it out? It's, you know, but, um, it's like, yeah, it's like we were even discussing, like, you know, with our road bikes, like, how, what's the largest, uh, tire width we could do if we wanted to just use our, our right. road, road bike <laughs> to try it out. It's like, you know, it's like, cause I think I can go up to a 28. If it's, you know, if the gravel's not too bad, you know, <laughs> maybe, but, um, you, you but, could but, probably. Yeah on a 28 but you would definitely want to be able to pick your line out going up the road you wouldn't not want to sit on someone's wheel and have a, a nice rock surprise you yeah yeah but um, um but yeah you've got an old mountain bike laying around um I, i'm fond of saying almost everybody's got a 1990s mountain bike holding mm-hmm. up their garage wall so yeah. dust that bad boy off and put mm-hmm. some oil on the chain and you know that's great to start off gravel with just nice. yeah. uh, oh, be out a national champ at Come and Grind It last year on a flat bar mountain bike. So there you go. Who was that? Sorry, Tristan Rule. Uh, oh, okay. Beat out Payson McElveen for the win at Come and Grind It last year, and oh, okay. uh, Tristan was on a flat bar bike, and Payson came with his gravel bike. So right. it's uh, that, no reason not to get out there and have some fun. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's always neat when when. Uh, those guys come out. I know, uh, several years ago we had, um, oh, who was it? I can't think of, think of the name now. Sebastian, um, the, the last name escapes me, but we had a, we had a pro writer that was 
residing in Houston in the off season, and he came out to uh, we had an early winter crit uh, series that we were doing, and he came out to a few of those uh, just to do some uh, early season training before he went um, to do some racing in Columbia and stuff. So um, it's always neat to to see them come out <laughs> and uh, you know, either test yourself against them or or, um, <laughs> or or see or a lot of times like you know you see. What what the big difference in in ability is? I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing, you know. So agreed. Yeah, I've uh, <laughs> been in events where fast guys were there, and, and the the challenge for me was to see how long I could actually keep them in sight, which you know <laughs> may not be very long. But uh. <laughs> yeah, but cool, cool. Well, um, yeah, just well, a I, quick wrap up before we go. Um, I'd love to just also mention that the other three events that we have after Come and Grind It, which is February 29 here at the end of this month, uh, and it's followed up by the Stockdale Gravel Roundup on March 28th, and then the Wizardville Holler, which is in a little town not too far outside of Austin, on April 18, and the Wired Donkey, which actually is closer to your neck of the woods, uh, over by Houston in uh, New Ulm, Texas, and that's on okay. May 9th. Yeah, New Ulm. That's uh, not far from uh, Sealy and, and Columbus and all that area. So, yeah, nice. that's, right. that, that's an easier drive for the Houstonites. Uh, but typically, all of our events are in that triangle between Austin, Houston, and San Antonio. So, okay, we're never asking anybody to drive too too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good deal. Well, well, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with uh, with gravel racing going forward. It's neat seeing it on the Texbrock calendar for sure. Because um, before yeah. you know, you, know, you hear through the grapevine like you were saying of the different events, and um, you know, maybe, maybe this will capture more of those in, in a central area where people can go go find information. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's exciting. It's neat to to hear the things you guys are doing. So. Good. Well, we're excited to have everybody come out, and it's—I mean—it's an amazing community. So, uh, fast or slow, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Well, good deal. Good deal. Well, Brent, I really appreciate your time today, and uh, hope you guys have a great turnout for for come and grind it, and and your um, your following events too. And uh, maybe we'll be able to connect um, going forward this year uh, for for a follow up at, at some point. So. For sure. Yeah, great talking with you. And then obviously we're going to have to get you out there really soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I, I know, if nothing else, my my daughter, she's she's um, she's five. I took her to a few cyclocross uh, races this last year, and and she's been bugging me about like when when's the next race she can do. And I was like, oh, you know, listen, maybe maybe gravel would be something we could do together um, as she gets older um, too. You know, or even like one of these family uh, routes, you know, even if we don't do the whole thing, you know, whatever, until she gets tired. <laughs> so, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I'm actually getting ready to do Castell with my daughter, who's 12 on a tandem. And uh, I, I would think that, you know, one of the shorter distance, 15 miler or something, she gets a little bit more time uh, on yeah. her legs. She's going to be ready to do one of those. Oh yeah. 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 Well, sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks again to Brett for speaking with me. He certainly has me wanting to give gravel a try. In fact, if I don't find a quote-unquote gravel bike to borrow, I think I just may dust off my old Trek hybrid from my dad's garage to do so. 
put some oil on the chain as, as Brett recommended and give it a go. In any case, here's a rundown of some of the upcoming gravel events on the calendar. Uh, February 15th, Holland, Texas Classic, Heartbreaker Edition. February 29th, our showcase here, Come and Grind It in Leesville, Texas. March 7th, the Hill Country Hundy in Llano, Texas. March 21st, the International Grand Prix of Gravel in Dallas. March 22nd, the Grand Gravel 500 in Bryan, Texas. And March 28th in Stockdale, Texas is the Stockdale Gravel Roundup. Uh, check out the Texbra calendar uh, for those that are listed there. Uh, you can also very easily Google uh, gravel races in Texas uh, to find more that are out there that, that aren't on that particular calendar. Well, that wraps up another episode. Be sure to click subscribe, like Drop Bar Texas on Facebook, or email me at dropbartx at gmail.com. Be kind to each other out there on the road. Until next time, have fun, enjoy the sun, or just rule five it.